podcast? Je m'appelle Ross. <laughs> uh, to come on, Phil. I don't know. I don't speak any other language. And welcome to the podcast. This is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. It's a th- <laughs> meant to be a 30-minute chat about films. It never is. I mean, it was always about films, to be fair, but never that 30 minutes. Today, we are going to be looking at some of the films we have seen most recently, discussing a couple of bits of news that's happened, and then I'm going to task Ross to pick his three or four favourite or most chat-worthy movies that he's seen recently, and we'll have a we'll, we'll touch on them. Um, but before that, Ross, how the devil are you, sir? I'm... Uh... <clears throat> Well, last week it was middling. <laughs> uh, so I guess this week it's piddling. Well, last week you, you were struggling with people, it was fair to say. Mm. Yes, I think this week it's been a more physical struggle with people. Um, <laughs> the, the struggle not to kill them? Yeah. I, I know we, we there's no point in us touching on <clears throat> the situation politically, but I've had just about enough of it <laughs> like, like, like like i yeah i'm considering starting my own political party uh uh and i'm just going to call that political party we won't tell you something if we don't fully believe it ourselves <laughs> oh we're, we're a subcategory <coughs> we're a subcategory that is we're aware that the virus isn't a human being <laughs> because According, I can't, like, I I like rules. I'm thrilled. If we have some hard rules, great. I'm not going to go into it too long because let's get on with films. But a virus doesn't know what time it is. It's hammer it time, really clear. A virus does not know what time it is. It doesn't know if you're at work or if you're at school. Uh, and all of those other things. And I'm ever so slightly getting to the point of flipping over onto the side of people who just go, it's not real. I know it is, and I'm not trying to sound flippant, but I'm ever so slightly closer to being just like, stop telling us what to do because you don't know what you're doing. Um, let's move on. I'd rather have harder, more draconian rules. Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand I why it's not. I'd rather have harder rules. I would prefer that to this wishy-washy, namby-pamby. By the way, a stitch in time saves nine can go oh, itself. Big. Because that was, what, five months ago? Like, Brilliant. Yeah. A stitch so, in time. I, I mean, I'll leave it there, right? personally. Unless, uh, yeah, unless it's anything you want. That's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Um... Uh, dwell on this too much because I'm I'm in a similar place to you. But uh, yeah, it's it's very hard to, to to follow rules when when you don't believe that the people who are doing them know what the fuck they are talking about. So let's that's, get on to the, the problem. movies. And because today we're going to talk about the last few films we watched, we will we will flip the order today and we'll jump straight in. Uh. We'll jump straight <clears> in <throat> on a couple of topics I wanted to chat to you about. Um, a topic that's close to your heart, Ross. Um, is Bond. How, how's the Bond rewatch going, yes. by the way? <clears throat> oh, well, we haven't got much further, but uh, we're still on Spy Who Loved Me. We, we're probably most likely going to watch one today. Cool. Uh, it's just What's after Spy Who Loved Me? Uh, is it Moonraker? I think it is Moonraker. I think it is. I mean, a both a high and a low of Bond films. It's certainly one of the more enjoyable experiences, just in terms of fun. You know, calling it good is not necessarily... Yeah, calling it good is not necessarily... Although, there's something of a Die Another Day syndrome here, because Die Another Day, I I maintain that the first 
Yeah, call it an hour, maybe 45 minutes, but call the first section, if you like, significantly of Die Another Day, I don't think it's a bad film at all. I think it's I cracking. think it's when it gets to like, I think it's when it all gets to like, you know, a Robocop outfit and laser face and all of these other, <laughs> it's just, and, and by the way, that stuff, to be clear, again, can't call it good. It's fun though. Like yeah. all of that stuff is fun. And for me, Moonraker, the first hour or so is a typical bomb. I think people think everyone focuses on the space stuff at the end. The first hour or so, again, it's got things like kendo fights and all sorts of crazy shit going on. And it's genuinely very enjoyable. And the space stuff is super enjoyable, but it's goofy. Oh, That's I mean, it is. Fun. But the first hour is still a fairly solid bomb movie, to my recollection. Yeah. We'll see if that's true. Yeah. It's br- I loved, I always loved Moonraker growing up. It's it's a deeply yeah, flawed film. Yeah. But it's it's brilliant because it's just like, it's Bond just going, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, it's literally, it's partly them literally going, Star Wars uh, made a shit ton. So, uh, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then when you find out how delicate the space battle stuff was, where they had to keep imprinting images over the same, uh, like, negative, and they could have destroyed, like, there, and there are, like, dozens and dozens of layers of image. Like, the way they actually did it is is sincerely fascinating. Like, it's, it's really interesting. And, like, uh, on a technical, technical point of view. Who doesn't want to see Roger Moore in space? With I think lasers, we do, don't we? Absolutely, being I mean, sexy, being se- and he is super sexy in that film. <laughs> he is. He really so is. and Spy Who Loved Me, he looks and Spy Who Loved Me, he looks amazing in Spy Who Loved Me, like amazing. So the reason I brought Bond up is is the rumor mill is is a banging once again, and yeah, I, could, I would always like to ignore this, please, because I really don't think it has any. No, in reality. But, but like, I really don't. It's ha- it, 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 apparently it's coming from. Let's just say it was real. Would you be happy with Tom Hardy as Bond? I would have been five years ago. I, I just think, like, by the time he plays, let's just, okay, let's just just for the sake of argument, let's just say this isn't a complete load of bullshit made up by a moron who people believe, right? Because I'm really at that point. I don't. Do you know what? Um, I genuinely don't think it is. I genuinely think I there's think merit in this. I don't think so. But uh, at least, at least not now. Like maybe back then, but anyway, um, absolutely. Like, like five years ago or whatever. By the time Tom Hardy, let's just say they do another Bond film in what two years? Yeah. What's he going to be? 40, 47? Uh No, forty-five. Okay, well, forty-five. Fair enough. And he looks amazing. I'm not. This is not. A, this is not actually an age thing per se. But what do you get? Three good Bond films out of him? Maybe. Yeah, well, Daniel Craig's 52 now. If you imagine that they make exactly. a Bond film every three years, that's three, six, but seven, nine. But with him, that's it's been five years sometimes. Yeah. It's insane. But let's just it's say insane. three, let's say they go back to that three-year cadence, right? So, so yes. nine plus two, two years. 11. He'd be older than Daniel Craig is now when he did his last Bond film. I just don't, and I just don't think that's a real thing. I just don't. I, I, I. By the way, would I like to see him as Bond? He'd be a good Bond, for sure. Like I'm, I'm not going to deny that. What's he going to get out of it? But I just don't. I just don't. Well, that's what I mean. What does he? Well, tons of money. No, but as, like he gets tons of money out of it. Other as, than that, he doesn't get anything out of it. There's nothing in it for him. As someone that has, Bond? as someone that has, throughout his career, made interesting and, you know, pretty sensible choices. Bond and, see- and out there choice. Look at look look at Locke. Yeah. Like Locke is amazing. He's I just don't I don't look, if he is, I'll eat I'll go, sure, okay, he's Bond, fine, fine. I simply don't believe it. I don't believe it's a real thing. I, I believe it's a possibility, of course, 
But I just, I do not believe that that's real. Because let's be honest, have Eon come out and sort of confirmed or denied? Well, they're not going to, are they, till the film's been released? But, but it's such a, what I mean is, it's such a prevalent thing. That's kind of what I'm getting at. But they won't, even if it was I, true, I just, they're I not going to say, oh, this is a new Bond before uh, Daniel right, Craig's yeah, film. Because yeah, it just undermines maybe, the film. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. On that subject, and I know it's a very emotive subject, right? Who do you want to, who would you go, fuck yeah? Bond? Yeah. Uh, the only two, well, there's a few people still. Uh, Dan Stevens still, though it's not going to happen. Uh, I, I still I, think, T, I think T. Hiddy would be really good. I really do. I would just be very interested in seeing his Bond, even though he's kind of cold and kind of cruel, but I quite like that. And I, I, I don't know, there's something about him. Uh, and I, and I, I, dare I say, if I said Pattinson, I'd be over the moon. Yeah, I really no. like. I mean, I, this is just. But he's not going to be him, is it? Thing. Because no, it won't. No, it won't. No, no, it won't be. But you said if they said whoever, who would you be over the moon? If they said him, I'd be jumping up and down, going, "I fucking knew it." <laughs> you know, I. Um, I don't know about Tom Hiddleston. I think there's something. I just think there's something interesting in it. How about Cap? because it depends on how it. Uh, Cap, you see, this is the thing that's come up again now, and I'm like. I like Cavill. I like Cavill a lot more than I did. Um, I just watched Enola Holmes, which we'll get on about, and I yeah, think he's definitely. great in it. Uh, he's really good in it. And I, but here's the thing: I want another Man from Uncle film with him in. I don't really want a Bond film with him in. I, I, I love to be a Man from Uncle so much. Like I could not believe how much I liked him in Man. Man from Uncle was the film that made me like him. Um, and I, and I loved the way that film was put together. So, could I see him as Bond at this stage? Yes, I could see him as Bond. Actually, like I could see it. I'm not sure I'd be jumping up and down. You it, know what I mean? Like it feels it feels a bit it feels a bit obvious or it feels I don't know what the word is. It's like it's just a bit I don't know. So I don't it, know. Here's some names that have come up. So Henry Golding is another one. No. What Snake Eyes? Yes. Yeah. Why? I did He's you know a good what? actor. I, I could like, see it, actually. Oh. Oh, no, you know who'd be good? No, you know who'd be brilliant? It's Soapy Disseru. I don't know if I've said his name right. The guy from Gangs of London. He'd be fucking amazing. Oh, He'd be yes. amazing. Yeah, he would be really he good. Would be, um, he would be someone I'm jumping up and down about. Yeah. This Idris Elba stuff has to stop, which it seems to have stopped now. Uh, well, Elba's older than... would be incredible. He's older than I mean. Tom Hardy. That's what I mean. It's nonsense. Exactly. It's just, it was nonsense from the moment it was mentioned. Um, but but Soapy Disseru would be extraordinary. And, and he's a newcomer as well, which I like. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so we don't know. We don't have any baggage. With we have tons of hardy baggage. I just don't believe they'll go with an actor with loads of baggage. Even Daniel Craig, when he got the job, was not what you would call necessarily a household name. No, Layer Cake was like his Bond audition. Yeah, he was in big films. I'm not. I'm not disputing. You know, no, no, but, well but for the majority, not the but, same level. Yeah, and he's then someone who isn't that. Richard Madden is someone that gets talked about a lot. He's he's great, but I don't see it. He's a great actor. I do not see it as Bond. Daniel Kaluuya, apparently. I don't uh, see that in I, the I lo- slightest. I love him. I don't don't see it. Don't see it at all. Not even a little bit. But I do see Sophie Disseru. I tell, tell you the one that like I think they're they're ten years too late on, and that's Damien Lewis. Oh yes, back in the day, he would have been a bit of a Timothy Dalton-esque Bonder. Yeah, because obviously and also, now, and again, and ten years too late, Michael Fassbender. For yeah, sure. like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Easy. It's interesting. And great. I, I, I think I think if, if Tom Hardy's going in to do a kind of a two film Bond thing and they like or a three film Bond film and they film them back oh, to back right. and it's like I'm out. Actually, 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 do you know what? 
That's exactly. I was literally about to say that. I was like, if they did like what they were doing for two Mission Impossible films and sort of did them back to back or yeah. virtually back to back, I can see that. But I can, I can see that. But again, it's Tom Hardy. Like, yeah. Tom Hardy, I, people don't seem to think. People don't seem to think about what it is. Do you know what I mean? Tom Hardy is an a an a list household name who doesn't need one. He might fancy playing Bond for sure. I mean, why wouldn't he? You know what I mean? He'd probably be. I mean, if he said, Tom, do you want to be Bond for three movies? Here's $150 million. He's talking, he probably won't say no. You know? I, I think he'd be insane um, to say no, to be fair. Right. So you know what, but you, so you know what I mean? So I, I can sort of see that. If it was done under both circumstances, I can kind of see it. Other than that, I'm just like, why Why would he? Why? He doesn't need it. Yeah. He really doesn't need it. And we don't need it, to be honest. Like, we don't, as long as, unless, unless they put someone in who's not as good as him. <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah. I, I also don't think he's. I, I genuinely don't think he's suave enough to be Bond. He's too much of a no, blunt implement. A of, well, that's what I mean. He'd be clo- he'd be too close to crack. I think we, we might have talked about this before about why I don't really particularly fancy Hardy as Bond. He's too close to Craig. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like, it. not we, the same. Not the same. But he's too close, like rough hewn. Which is why, yeah. actually, I'm on the Henry Golding train for this. I think for uh, an actor who has a different look to Daniel Craig. Yes, I see like, that. Much more traditionally handsome. You know, you he's know, a good-looking guy. He's a, look, he's a good actor. I just don't see him as Bond. I, I, I get it. I I'd love it. that, actually. I think he'd be awesome. And, you know, it, it would tick that kind of moving the Bond franchise on, but yes. in a slightly different way. So yes, he'd be the I, first I, I non-white. I, yes. And I appreciate you know, that. I, yeah. It's not. It's generally not like dare I say a racial because, like I say, so produced you know. Yeah, um, yeah so I, just, a great show, I, I just actually. don't really feel it. Yeah, I think he'd be fucking amazing. And also, amazing. not John Boyega either. It's like no, what's that about? It's just nonsense. Like, there you go. On this list, I literally have a Super Disaru up on a list I was looking at. Oh, and... oh he's on there. Oh, is he on there? Oh, yeah. Good. He yeah he he was fucking he'd, fantastic he'd in it. Gangs of London. He really was extraordinary, and physically he can handle it. He, he's playing multiple characters to different people. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff he's got all that down. He'd be, and again, relatively unknown. You, you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. if you say the name, most people probably don't know who he is. Tom Hopper's a good show. I'm looking at another one, Tom Hopper. So he was in Game of Thrones and yeah, I'm Dark aware Fate. Of him. I don't really, I don't really see it. I, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of him. I mean, whatever but, yeah, they I'm do, aware, I'm aware of it. They have to move away from from. Um, the Daniel Craig thing, which is why I mean, I guess Precisely. Henry Cavill could be an interesting choice. Yes, exactly. And, and yeah, it, let's be blunt; it, well, it could be anyone. But another blonde, rough Bond, like no, nah. no. And here's the other thing: Are they going to adapt what Bond is? Because are we? Is he just going to be still rough and flawed and boring? <laughs> or could they? Or could they make him fun and charming again? I want fun and charming Bond. So do I. And again, that's the weird thing about, say, T. Hiddy is he's got that kind of cold, cruel face, but he's charming as fuck. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. You can see him doing Roger Moore Bond films. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. A remake of Moonraker. Yes, please. Um, (laughs) So, on the subject of Henry Cavill, guess what's in the news again this week? Ross, it's your favourite topic. Justice League, Snyder Cup. Do we really have to? I just, uh, apparently they are going this. to do reshoots. Despite the fact that oh, they weren't going to bring actors back, right. they now are. Well, hasn't he signed, he's now signed, hasn't he just recently re-signed like a three-picture deal with Warners to do Superman again anyway? Yeah. 
Yeah, he has. Which I'm sort of up for, depending on what's going on. Depend, depending on, depending on who makes the movie, right? I want to see, yeah, exactly. like, a James Gunn version of Superman. Because right oh, now, I think... Well, Bright, Brightburn. But, he, but what about getting Patty Jenkins to do a Superman? Yeah. <laughs> if we be... had a Superman movie in the vein of Wonder Woman, that would have been fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, a, a Superman movie with, with heart and soul. Right, as and opposed charm. To... And charm and wit and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. That um, great. And he can do it as well. He can do it. He could. Apparently, the rumour is that they are now going to spend £70 million to finish the Snyder Cut. <laughs> you know what's going to happen, don't you? They'll sure. end up doing a theatrical run. They'll have to. If you're spending that much money on it, because originally it was £30 million, And is that now an additional <laughs> £70 million, or is that £70 in that's total? That's seventy in total. I mean, that's a movie. I mean, I know it's not a big Warner Brothers movie, but that's a, that's that's dead. That's more than dead. The original Deadpool movie. Deadpool was sixty-three million dollars. Yep. So they're going to spend. I guarantee you, they'll do a theatrical run. They'll do a director's cut, yeah. special limited edition theatrical run when they can. Sort <laughs> no, of. How the they five-hour cut. How can they? How can how can they possibly make their money back? It's insane. They can't. They're, they're banking on they're banking on a Mulan right subscriber value. Get people onto the platform. Right. Yeah. Because obviously, for Mulan, you gonna, had to. I think that's going to. I think they're going to be in for a surprise. I don't see why people would do it. No, just, there's I, a hardcore. There's a hardcore group of people who would do it, probably. But it's not. But it, beyond that, it's like no. They, they do not realise how niche the amount of people that want this fucking film are. I agree. It's, I agree. This is this is it's a niche. hardcore, passionate following. Yeah, this is yeah. this is more niche than the people that wanted Serenity, and they didn't right. turn up to it the is. movie. I know. Exactly. Um, Particularly when they know it can watch it on TV, it just it doesn't make it's not they're not sort of coping with people. You know? And and from the category of oh, does anyone give a fuck? News: James Cameron mm. confirms that Avatar Two has finished <coughs> shooting. Ross, no one, no one cares. Eleven years <coughs> ago, Avatar came out. Two thousand and uh, two thousand and nine. I know this because my wife was pregnant at the time. And she was due to give birth and I needed to get out of the house because the in-laws were doing right. my head in and I went and sat and watched three hours of Avatar. Yeah, I, I think I've told you, I, I saw it like in the cinema, but right, literally right at the end of its theatrical run. And I watched it and went, I mean, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, and I'm not, but I'm not, not and it, the contrarian because it was very no, popular. And it's it was fine. fine. It's I've fine. never seen it again. I've but never seen it again. Couldn't care less. He shot three films back to back. I was going to say, hasn't he done two, three films? Four, so two, three, and four. Uh, he has confirmed that each film will be their own story. Okay, well, I quite like that potentially, which is nice. Like if it's, yeah, I agree. But That's actually quite cool. Does anyone give a fuck anymore? Really? Not especially. No. Really? Not like, especially. Is there anyone? If you polled people for the films they're most looking forward to, in, and by the way, <coughs> excuse me, if it's just finished now, yeah. when the fuck is it going to be out? In two years' time. Well, the answer is December. No, right. December twenty-two. <clears throat> yeah, two years' time. There you go. That makes sense. So, so that makes thirteen sense. years after the original was made. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, no, there's there's a way to capture on that. Uh, yeah, and film has moved oh. on so much since Avatar. And look, don't get me wrong. Every time I've ever doubted James Cameron, whether you like the film or not, he comes back and smashes it out of the park. Like oh, yes, well, Titanic, 100%. Avatar. Yeah, I, you can't know. Watch, I can't watch Titanic anymore. This guy yeah. can make a film that people go to see for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But people care about 
That's a different thing. By that point, cinemas <laughs> aren't going to exist anymore. I'm fucking. He's going to end up putting it onto fucking Justice League no, you platform. Know no, you know what it's going to be. It will be you enter the world of Avatar two virtually through VR headsets and you experience the film on like a headset or something. I I, I mean, I'm down with that. Well, um, that's what I mean. I think that would be actually genuinely incredible. And I think it would because they created the environment in the first one in a very yeah. virtual way, didn't they? They're that's like, so, no, that's, that's a good shout. Not crazy. Um, so look, let's talk films that we've seen. And there are two films specifically that we have both seen that I think that both warrant us having a chat about. Two very, 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 very different films, Ross. So firstly, I kind of gave you a hint that I liked it last time we spoke, but what did you make of Babysitter Killer Queen? So I'm a very big fan of the first film. It's not perfect and it's a bit messy, but I really like it. It's a lot of fun. And the second one for me is like uh, a step down, yep. but still very enjoyable. Uh, a bit too long. It was about 10 minutes longer than the first one, and I don't think it needed to be. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Robbie Amell smashes it again, particularly out of all of them. The fact that he's so happy for Cole, even when Cole is sort of beating him and he's going to Oh, my God, die. that is the best bit he, ever. He's so, and he, he's so happy for him, and that's just a delightful choice. Like, Robbie Amell really is great. Robbie, yeah, he's really He's really great. I mean, they're all great in it, not to take anything away from anyone. I felt like they had Samara weaving for a day and a half or something, and they just sort of crammed her in. But the story around her... I think was good. It didn't need but her. Just not, not, but not, but not where well, it didn't. But what I didn't like was it wasn't very well executed. Like in terms of why she was there and all that stuff. The idea was good for real. Like it was fine. Like ha- how she came to be, but it was so crammed into like 40 seconds. But I just, it, you know, it, it, they didn't need her. They should have almost maybe just kept her in the flashbacks. If you're going to keep her in almost, um, but it's fun. I, I genuinely thought that maybe the parents were going to be involved because they're so good. Kendall, I you know, reckon. So good. The next I, one. I reckon that's the third one, right? I reckon. I, agree, I sort of agree. I think it's going to be his first day. It's either going to be he graduates or it's going to be his first day at work or something. His yeah. New job or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, newcomer. And Jen- I'll watch it. But, and I'll watch it, by the way. Yeah. No, I absolutely. So newcomer to the franchise, uh, Jenny Ortega. Mm. Uh, Jenna Ortega. She's sorry. She's brilliant, great. wasn't she? She's yeah, so she's good. Um, I think. I think. One of the main issues, and this is something you can't get around no matter what you try, is the first one was such a surprise. Yeah. And the second one just doesn't have the ability to do that. I but I love the psychi- I love the, the janitor who's his psychiatrist, who was the guy who gave him a shot in the first week. I thought it was really funny. I thought um, that um, I, I really thought the fact it. they took it in a completely different direction. Yes. And they didn't kind of replicate what they did the first time around. They took it. And when no. that certain moment happens, I was like, yes. oh, I didn't actually even think that was going to be. The, when this was going to kick yes. off. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, that's no, actually quite clever. clever. That was clever. Yeah, that was clever. Everyone, it was very good. Everyone's working hard. Like, I, I appreciate I really everything that was in it. I, genuinely I feel like it was, it was a, a bit too film. long. I thought it was a bit too long. The death scenes were all amazing. What it doesn't do, <clears throat> unfortunately, and this is, I don't know if this is a fair comparison, what it doesn't do is it doesn't do, in my opinion, the successful thing of what Happy Death Day to you does to the Happy Death Day. Like, I feel like there was room to sort of go even further with what it was going to be, if you see what I mean. And it kind of falls into a trap of being maybe just a bit too much of the same again, but with, but with like at least some spins on it. You, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I think that anyone watching happy death day could not predict where happy death day two was going to go to yeah. you. Sorry. was going to go. It did such a very, such a great job of that. And I feel like, but there's, there's a, a difference here, right? Like comparison. It is. It, yes, it is. It is. In terms of the filmmaking is, There's a, <laughs> yeah well yeah and, and, i mean i'm just i'm just using it as a rough frame of reference because both first films were a delight although happy death day i believe is much better, but much better. and I, and i just feel like 
my concern is is that the second one does feel messy. But it's like, I mean messy messier. But it's fun as fuck, right? I laughed I mean, my I, ass I mean, off watching no, no, it. I, I yes, no, I, I fully enjoyed. Uh, my, my criticisms are relatively minor, but you just sort of go. The thing that you can't help, I can't help thinking is, did they care as much? It just, uh, it's Mook G, mate. It's you, can, you can honestly say yeah. that the answer's no. Um, it's got a 22 yeah, yeah, out of 100 on Metacritic, <clears throat> which I think is fucking ridiculous. No, My favourite review, though, um, yeah. that is this, and I'll just read this from the playlist, and it, they give it yeah. a naught. Okay. Yeah. The now packed, unimaginative knock on McGee was that he was the Guy Ferrari of filmmakers. Loud, crass, garish, <laughs> tacky, hacky. <laughs> Double fisted with monster yeah. energy drinks and reeking of Axe body spray. I mean, perfect. Yeah, yeah. But you leaks. know what? Sadly, that UK, sh- that's, li- that's links. That's yeah, links. links. Yeah. Uh, sadly, that shoe now seems to fit snugly and he seems more than willing to wear it. Look, absolutely, this was not, a, 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 yeah, it's not going to be in my top 10 films of the year. But no. it's probably in the top 10 films I enjoyed this year for it with a goofy yeah. smile. And I think, and I do think that probably. Uh, I don't know when I would watch it next, but I do think that second time round I might find it like like the issues I had with it less so yeah. if that makes sense. Like like as in as in weight of expectation. Um, I think I said last time that the people I most agree with with the mixed reviews are the people who said it, it was a blast, and I sort of see that. Yeah, I do think it wasn't as much of a blast as I was hoping. Like okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, and I'm, I, and I'm just talking about that on first viewing. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard. I don't want to be too nitpicky simply because it is lots of fun, and, and it also, what it is. How nitpicky can you be about right, a Netflix exactly. original, low budget right. horror sequel directed well, by McGee? Well, right? actually, on that on that point, for any of its faults, it stacks better than most of their bigger, more bloated. Doesn't original, it you know, dare I, dare I say, old God and all of the other stuff, with no disrespect even meant to that film. I think, I think that the babysitter films in, t- in their entirety do do what they're supposed to do much better than virtually yeah. any of those other films. So let's talk just the doing other, the job, you know. Let's talk the other big film that's out this week on Netflix. Yes. Um, we've yes. both seen, which is Anola Holmes. Absolutely loved it. Mm. I was not expecting to. Jenny and I sat down to watch it yesterday. Um, uh, by the way, I didn't have any actual expectations, but I just meh, okay. And we, it was just delightful. It's like a proper film. It even took me back slightly to things like Young Sherlock Holmes and things like that. So, I I enjoyed it with yep. some massive caveats, and the caveats yeah. are one, it was far too long, and that comes from it being far too fucking messy. Like the story yep. is. All over the place. It literally didn't need that whole section where she ends up in the girls' school. It added nothing yeah, to the film. Was like a, I, whatsoever. I think, I think <clears throat> there was. A, I agree with you on. Uh, it's definitely a bit. Too, I wouldn't say it's massively too long, but it is too long. And part of that is the fact that it was kind of weirdly episodic in that it, it, she keeps going back between like four or five different things that are happening. Yeah, and it feels like it would have benefited from her just being on one case. Like they were like, like you say, the school thing was like a complete diversion, which was fine. Like it was fine, but like none of it was bad. But it felt no. like and she was just kind of going between the Tewksbury and then, and then the widow thing. And look, in the end, a few of those things are connected, and that's fine too. But very. But I think loosely. that's why it was too long. But 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 I th- yes, and I think that that is why it was too long. I will say, I never sat there going, 
Like I never no, felt I, it was too long, but in the end, it is. It I is. did pause yeah. at one point. I did hit the pause button and go, "Oh fucking hell, I'm only forty minutes in." Um, I didn't. We didn't have that. Oh, and can I just quickly on a point? I mean, there are plenty of good things to say. First is Francis. Firstly, Francis de la Tour was fantastic in it, and secondly, um, props to Sam Claflin because he was fucking great in it, and he's a guy who initially has sort of been, dare I say, pretty guy, like good-looking guy. I thought he was superb as Mycroft. Sam Claflin for Bond. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, maybe. <coughs> I wouldn't be completely against it. He's, <laughs> he's a good. He's notion. a good-looking guy. In notion, he's yeah. got charisma. He's got a lot of charm. He was nice and. What I liked about this was he probably played up like, dare I say, the crueler, the cruel yes. brother. The only so, problem yeah. with him, and he did it extremely well. The only problem with him is he. I always get think he's a. Ed screen. Oh yeah, no, there's definitely a problem like, with that. I had oh, to I, check I the IMDb and go, is that Ed, is, is this an Ed screen movie I'm actually enjoying? Has it finally Claflin, happened? Claflin and I was like, is much. Claflin is much. With no disrespect meant to screen, but Claflin is a much more engaging actor than it, No, no, hold on. Let's just track this back. He's a better actor for fucking stop. Ed screen cannot yes. act at all. Um, yeah, he's also I'm, fucking I'm brilliant in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I just don't want to be... I haven't seen Peaky Blinders. I've seen um, one episode and thought it was boring. So oh, my so God. Mate, you have to watch Peaky Blinders. It is fucking phenomenal. And, like, just... You have to just watch it for Tom Hardy's, like, like Jew- Jewish... I've heard. He's oh, my... Yeah, I've heard honestly. But, like, but then, do I need to do... But do I need to watch that? No, you... Honestly, mate. It, <laughs> it is... Ca- ca- with, I, and I say this as a massive fan of TV. It is possibly yeah. the best character on TV in recent wow, years that's he's just he literally owns it and wow you're just like and i he every line he says makes you laugh even right. when he's like trying to threaten to kill someone he just does it in such a way that you just it just, anyway uh, but sam claflin plays oswald mosley in that and he is right fucking yes. brilliant the other caveat i have about anola holmes and this one's probably going to be what not probably one that not many people share but I can't work out if I find Millie Bobby Brown endearing as an actress or irritating as an actress. I think sometimes she really crosses the line and sometimes in the same sentence. Um, and sometimes yeah. I'm looking at yeah, her going... I, I thought she was... I, I will say, I think she... I don't know, my only comparison is Stranger Things. I thought, and and I Godzilla. Will say, I thought she was very... I didn't watch that. Well, the, the second one, was it? Oh, I, I don't know. I it assume it was. Uh, I can't, anyway. But um, was she the first? I don't even remember. No, she was um, the second the, one. Um, I don't remember. But the um, but I thought she was very engaging. I agree that there are moments here and there. Uh, but I, I will say the thing I liked, but I, I, you either needed to do much more of it or cut it out completely, was the to camera stuff. And again, like this like, track. You needed either to... like six or seven more times, yeah. like literally a handful more times. Or don't do it. But I, when she did it, I did like it. Yes, but it and, was a bit. But it was a bit. It was a bit. It, it wasn't Ferris Bueller enough, kind of. If that and makes sense. This is totally my issue, right? Like again, mm. that that messy issue comes back to the fact that it starts off, and you're like, oh, I like this. I'm quite engaged yeah. with this. She's quite charming. She's quite funny. You know, I'm, I'm down with. It. And then then they stop it, and then it kind of comes back for a look, and then it goes, and it's like. It's so inconsistent. And I think the biggest challenge with this, this film is the director. Um, and the director is a guy called Harry... Harry Bradbeer. Harry Bradbeer. And Harry Bradbeer has made a lot of TV shows. Yes. 
And I think this feels incredibly televisual at times. It feels yeah, like it, it a, could have almost been a mini. It could have been like a mini series. Yeah, it feels like a BBC mini series. And I think it needed yeah. a more theatrical director to to pull together those theatrical moments and to give it more shape. I don't disagree. Or I, I it just needed to be an hour yeah. lo- an hour longer and split into three episodes. Or- Three episodes. Yeah, I, I sort of see that. I think that would have worked. Also, visually, it was beautiful. Like, it was really, really well made. Yeah, it was. I was absolutely. Really surprised at how good it looked. Um, like, scale and the way... And the set piece, the action was quite good. Uh, funnily enough, the, the fight choreographer was Ian Peter, who worked on 10 Dead Men, so that was kind of cool. Oh, cool. Uh, and yeah, not that there was lots of fights. Bern Gorman was quite good in it. Yeah, but Bern everyone, Gorman was yeah, great. I, yeah, I would say, I will absolutely... Presuming they do a sequel, I will absolutely watch a sequel. Like, I would be quite up for that. You know, yeah, no, um, do you know what? I, I, it's I mean, absolutely like... not put me off. Um, mm. I, I genuinely liked it a lot. And I was like, you know, this is actually an interesting film. It's, you know, it's got moments. There's charm in it. There's, there's yeah. kind of, you know, it's not, it's not bad. I just, there were, I literally thought it could have done with being half an hour shorter. And it, you could have achieved that by just honing down on the, the story yeah. And getting rid of some of the stuff around the edges, or conversely, just saying "fuck it," let's just make it a movie. Uh, yeah. Sorry, t- a, a TV show. Let's just make it a TV show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so look, we are actually running out of time for this episode, but let, let's talk <laughs> one more film. Pick one more film, Ross, that you've seen recently that you want to talk about. We're, we haven't. We haven't even done our actual recent films. We haven't, we haven't. done what we, we lost up. Well, I'm Should assuming Nola Holmes was probably your last recent film. No, 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 no. Not okay. Well, let's 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 quickly do that oh. just to sign off the episode. So, what were well, you, I've done? I've done my most recent, which was Nola Holmes. Watched last night. What was your most recent? What about your? What about your older film? Oh, my older film was um, that's a really oh, so Dark Man would probably be the older film that I've watched this week. It's great. I mean, it is I love literally that film great. So much. I I didn't realize yeah. its position before Army of Darkness. Uh, yeah, of course. Which surprised me because this feels like this feels like Sam Raimi after Arm of Darkness. And actually, this is Sam Raimi after Evil Dead Two, and that made yeah, it even better. Yeah, it's brilliant. Darkman is brilliant, and Liam Neeson has never been better in a film. And yes, I include Schindler's List in that list. Give me the fucking elephant. <laughs> <laughs> He's brilliant in it. Favorite. I love that. I love that um, so much. That that line. It's it's a brilliant film. Larry Drake is great in it. Like he is Nicholas Worth as well, the the bald henchman guy. Yeah, he was in like a load of movies then, and then died very young, unfortunately. The direction He's fantastic in it. is brilliant. Is barking. It is. It's one of my favourite shots. It is one of my favourite shots of all time. Is in the factory explosion that wide shot where he goes flying in the fireball and you just hear him go. Just like his his yell, just gonna go. And it's like it's like something out of a cartoon, and it's it's just a fucking awesome film. It's awesome, and the yeah. cast in it is crazy, like Francis McDormand and stuff. It's like what's happening? Yeah, like, it's crazy it is. Cast. It is great. Um, so look, if you haven't seen it, see it, but definitely I'm, I'm, make an effort because it is really good. It's fucking worth it, and also, um, and also, it it stands up better than when it first came out because. You've got the Danny Elfman score problem where he basically, it was like he used offcuts of the Batman score to do the score because it sounds very Batman, the score, yeah. you know? 
and it, it works better in kind of more isolation now from that point where all of Danny often scores all sounded the same at that point. Yes. No, um, I, so I, it works better now. I still loved it at the time, but I think it works even better with age. Like, is it's just better. When you first see Liam Neeson, if I remember correctly, I think he's in bed with Francis McDormand, and it's like, they're like these kind of bohemian, it's like a, they're like a bohemian couple. It's like a really weird, like it's a really strange relationship that they have, initially at least. Um, and I will just say, um, if they don't stand up to the original as such, but I really like the two sequels, the, 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 the Arnold Vosloo starring sequels. I'm going to have to be honest and say, it's been so yeah. long since I saw them that I actually couldn't comment. It's like, because it was Return of Duran, so then Die, Dark Man, Die, One with Jeff Fahey. And, I, and like, they're really good fun. Like, they properly good fun. I 100% think that... Um, that uh, they should have, like, th- this is something that needs revisiting. Yeah, I can see that. It could be a good show, actually. It, if it's I, well, I, it yeah, really if you show. made this as a... Um, Renaissance like, could do it. You know, they did, like they did Ash versus Evil Dead. Do yeah. Get them to do, you know, like, like and it also has, the right people behind it. Yep, yeah, and it also has one of the best um, uh, cameos at the end from Bruce Campbell. It's amazing. It's one of his best shows. Genuinely one of his best shows. Uh, so, Ross, got it. Crack... <laughs> So talk me through the last yes. two films that you have seen, sir. Yes, absolutely. So I'll do the... Oh, hang on. I'll do the older film first if my phone will play. Come on. Apologies. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get into my letterbox account. So my older film was The Out of Towners, the Steve Martin Goldie Horn film from 1999, <laughs> which which I could not believe. I have. A, I used to watch all of Steve Martin's stuff, like all of his like zany knockabout comedy stuff. I'm pretty sure and I haven't I, seen that, to be fair. I will say I really enjoyed it. You've got John Cleese. You've got um, oh god damn it, is it Bill McKinney, uh, the guy who's in Superstore? For, he was in uh, Kids in the Hall. Uh, Ernie Sabella. Like you've got a lot of like cameo people in it, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. And it's and it's based on a Neil Simon play. And Goldie Horn and Steve Martin are amazing together. They have like, amazing I chemistry, I mean, right? They really do. And I'm like, did they do other... F- I don't remember. I don't remember doing any other films together or anything. Because this was the sequel. And this was the, like... Because they did something else together, didn't they? It was they? a remake. Did they? This is what I was going to say. I don't remember. I'm sure I'm before. sure this was, like, the second time they worked together. Oh, I hope so. Because they were so good at it together. Um, and it is, it's a little bit like, um, for more recent comparisons, it's a little bit like Date Night. It's got a little bit of play trace and automobiles. It's got... It's got... It, it's a very familiar type film. And, and again, Jenny and I were watching it, and she noted... And she's absolutely right. It house like sitter. Made, it, well, I was house sitter. That's it. Yeah. So they that's did house right, sitter, and then that. they did the outer towners. Yes, you're right. I don't think I. I don't house sitter is brilliant in a fucking not I'm brilliant like, kind of way, right? No, no, I get you. Well, because this is a very without being too again, it feels kind of an average movie, but it's so much fun. Like they they are so charming in it together. Um, Why does Steve and, Martin and not make movies movie. anymore? I don't know. He started doing serious stuff, didn't he? So I think I'm most gutted about Corona was we, we were going to see um, for one man show with, um, well, not one man show, but one night only with Steve Martin and Martin Short together. Oh, uh, my God. For, and, and that got cancelled at the top of coronavirus. So we were like, oh, my God, I couldn't wait to see that. But anyway, because um, their history together is you know insane. So, <clears throat> But anyway, point is, uh, as Jenny was noting, it, do, it was a, for a film made in 1999, it looked like it could have been 1987. Like, there's something about the film that has that sort of slightly timelessly, not in a bad way, it looked like it could have been 87 or 92. Do you know what I mean? It didn't, yeah. it didn't feel fresh. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It has a very sort of well-worn 
uh, quality. Like I would totally watch this on a plate. Like I would watch this again anytime. <laughs> cool. uh, it's so much fun. Uh, so there you go. There's that one. Um, and Cleese is good at it. Like really good fun in it. The other one, the new, so the newest film, which I watched after Enola Holmes yesterday, we actually went to the UK premiere. There's a bunch of us. So it's really nice. The UK premiere of a Scott Adkins film called Legacy of Lies, which came out some time ago in the States, if I remember correctly. And I think it's probably been uh, out in other territories and stuff. And it's essentially uh, like a, an action thriller. It's not so much a full-on fighty-fighty movie. Okay. There's, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Scott Adkins is you know, very much... Uh, the the action hero du jour in terms of like martial arts action. Scott Atkins for Bond. Yes, correct. Um, no, don't say that, please. I don't want to get into any trouble. <laughs> um, so, um, but no, but he's it's um, but he for anyone he's like the hardest working guy in action movies. He's also in like in smaller roles in much bigger films. Yeah, good for him. He's he's great and uh, yeah, he's he's someone who you should look out for. Quite honestly, if you love action movies. Um, uh, and anyway. So it's kind of a, it's mostly shot in Kiev and it's kind of almost like a, a contemporary, almost like a Cold War sort of action thriller. There are like fights and shootouts in it for sure. Like there's a bunch of them and Tim Manta's choreography is superb. Um, but it's more of a sort of subterfuge intrigue type movie. And it's a lot about his relationship with his daughter in it, who's this very precocious 12 year old uh, played by Anna Nifsi, who's fantastic in it. Um, and yeah, it's not your typical. If you're if you're a Scott Adkins fan, and if you know his work, like his particularly prominent martial arts action films, this is not that. Like, there's stuff in there to sort of keep the fans. But that's kind of good, there. right? Because but it's more. It's a different kind of movie for him. Yeah, and that's kind of good because you know Scott has made some very very good movies, but some also some films that seem quite similar to each other. It's fair to say, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's nice to see him pushing that range a little bit because I think there's there's range yeah. to push. <clears throat> yes, and he's very much playing, without getting too deep into it, he's playing a very much a flawed character in it and all nice. of that stuff. And there's some stuff that comes out later on in terms of... It's so like, Legacy of Lies. Legacy of Lies. Like, it's a very, it's an interesting, it's a slower burn as well. It's not, it's not like your typical straightforward actioner, you know. So it's, it's interesting. It's very well shot. Uh, production design, and I'll say that because they it's the same production designer and cinematographer as my film agents do. Uh, but, but it is really, really well made. Uh, and uh, and yeah, there's a lot of twists and turns. So it's a, a bit different. And it was lovely to see it in the Genesis Cinema in, in, uh, in the Stepney Green. For anyone who doesn't know, fantastic. An actual cinema. cinema. Yeah, an actual cinema. And there was a lot of lovely sort of genre-related uh, people there and fans and stuff. And it was, yeah, it was a really, uh, just on that, that note, the ability to go out and, dare I say, just go to a screening. And it was very socially distanced. There was only like 90 people in the cinema, uh, you know, all, all done very well in bubble, you know, bubbles of six and all of that stuff. It was all done well. It was really well managed. Good for, good, good for them. Um, and it was, um, if I remember this correctly, because it's kind of like a festival screening. And uh, just to give it a plug, it's, I think it's Cine Booth. Uh, and it was a really, really well presented evening. Like it was really, yeah, I very, nice. very much recommend check them out on, on social media and stuff. Cine Booth. Cool. So, yeah. Ross, where can our fans, uh, fan, fans, where can our <laughs> listeners uh, find out more about you? <laughs> okay, so on social media, I'm at Ross Boyask and all the things. Uh, please also follow at Evo Films UK uh, to follow Evolutionary Films. We've got more films coming out this year, which is cool. Which is good. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then at Vengeance Film UK uh, to follow the exploits of the Vengeance Film franchise. Uh, the most recent one of which is coming out on Netflix in the UK in October, date to be confirmed, but that's very soon. Woohoo! 
Very soon, very soon, the film comes out very soon. Oh, very spidey of you. Oh, and just briefly, for, for anyone who hasn't seen it and anyone who has Amazon Prime, uh, the first Vengeance film, which is just called Vengeance, uh, is actually available to watch for free. If you have Amazon oh, Prime. well. And who doesn't like shit for free, right? And I, by shit, I mean not <laughs> yeah. it's actually shit. I mean <laughs> shit for free. <laughs> Choose your words more carefully, sir. I think next time I, I maybe will be, be a little more strategic on how I say that. I liked is Vengeance. I liked it especially because my name is in it. That's why I like it, because yes. I'm an egotist. Yes, your name, your name is in it. It's great. I was really happy. Which you never told uh, me about, uh, by the way. You never, you no, never even, not. you never mentioned, and like, like, I literally watched it, and <laughs> is it Stu that says it? I can't remember who says it. No, it's Anna. It's Anna who says it. it. I think it's like, it might have even been said twice, but anyway, like, someone says it, and I'm just like, yeah. you know when you watch it, and you're just like, oh, huh? And I, I remember rewinding it going, I'm going to have to rewind that. I'm sure that's my name. It's like, it's like Hobden oh, so Road. And I'm like... Right, Hobden Rise. Yeah, Hobden uh, Rise. And I'm like, reason, that's me. The reason I didn't tell you, the reason I didn't tell you is I was waiting for the inevitable lawsuit, but it hasn't come. So <laughs> <laughs> I was just, genuinely, it was one of the most, like, unexpectedly, surprisingly oh. fun moments. I forgot, I've never actually oh. spoken to you about that. It was so funny. It was like... No, you haven't. That's quite funny. I can't believe I've never mentioned it. It's like, I've got such a bad brain, I forget shit so quickly. And if we hadn't spoken for a week or so, probably... But anyway, I was like... Yeah, and I was just like, oh, wow. I'm in the... And then I was like, <laughs> when I was listening to the second one, I was like, right, go on then, Ross. Give me your best Hobden reference. <laughs> Literally, no, not go, one. I didn't, I didn't go there. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. So disappointed. <laughs> you, only, you only get one. <laughs> like, literally knocked a point off of the score. I'm sorry. That was terrible. So Vengeance uh, 3, yeah. I want a Hobden reference. A full, full Phil Hobden reference. Uh, a, f- a full and, Phil Hobden and reference. Ross and Phil talk. And Ross and Phil talk. And Ross and Phil talk movie. So I want one of the characters to be listening to our podcast <laughs> in the movie. And that's, that's not the, even yeah. negotiable anymore. No, and be, yeah. and I've got to shem. I need to shemp in there at some yes. point. You should shed. That'd be fantastic. I, I, I want to share. I want. I want like someone to just kick my head off or something. Well, surely you want. Surely you want. You, you want to have Stu throw you over a counter or something. It'd be great. That would be the best thing ever. <laughs> and can we do it yeah. like we did in Left for Dead? Where, by the way, yeah, we've gone very inside dead. baseball here, people. Um, can we do it like we did in Left for Dead with like a, a trampet and fuck all pads the other side? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's the only way we do it. It's the only way we know how to do it. My back still is not recovered. <laughs> uh, www.philsquickreview.co.uk for uh, more on this podcast, other podcasts that we co-host on that site. Um, reviews, articles and other bits and pieces. Uh, Ross and Phil Talk Movies on Instagram and... Uh, Phil Quick Review, that's Phil Quick Review with no S on Twitter. Uh, you can follow various bits and pieces on there. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. I don't think we'll be uh, discussing the new Bond. I genuinely don't think that will be announced till next year. I also genuinely don't think Bond will be released this year after Tenant didn't make that much money. Uh, yeah, yeah well, I think we've talked about how that was probably for Warner Brothers' mistake. I, th- I think it's twofold. I think one, it's the film, and I think one, it's the timing. Yeah, I mean, I just, but I do think that it's if you're going to get the film to get everyone into the cinemas, it's not Tenet. It's not Tenet. No, it's that's, Wonder Woman. That's that's how you get cinephiles. You don't get audience. You yeah, don't get like mainstream audiences. Absolutely, and which maybe is what they're going to play with with Bond, right? Maybe that maybe the belief is that Bond will be that film that can get people back to the cinema. I think I think that's entirely possible. Um, and you know, let's hope they're right because I can't cope with having a cinema that's basically screening four films that have been screening for six months now. I don't need to see Onward again at the cinema. 
No, I think we, we funnily enough, we were Jenny and I were looking at the Ever listings because we were potentially we might even go to the cinema today, possibly. Uh, but the ability to watch like one of the other thing about obviously we went to Legacy of Lies because we know people involved and we want to support it. And it was great to be able to meet people, all of that stuff. But it's a film but also, different, right? Yeah, but also exactly it was a film that isn't already out and that isn't yeah exactly that really does make it even like when we saw bill and ted for, for, you know like i say not a perfect film but it was new i reckon um, you should do a uh to a no i, was gonna say, I reckon uh, uh with, with timing um you should probably release a double bill of vengeance in the cinemas <laughs> yeah let's see <laughs> maybe not the worst idea 24 just call it 24 karat gold Double bill. 24 karat gold. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I still should cut a trailer to the films To the Song Gold by Spandau Ballet. <laughs> you so should. I also, really by the way, um, Vengeance 3 has to be called Hard as Fuck. Because, <laughs> you know, that, that title tough still hasn't fuck. been used. Tough, tough as fuck. Tough as fuck. John Gold tough is fuck. tough as fuck. Tough as fuck. Yeah, it should be. I don't who, disagree. Who wouldn't see that, right? Uh, thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll be back uh, at some point. Um, thank you very much. Take care. Bye. We love you. We love Bye. you. Bye. <laughs>